0: Joseph, son of David, do not be afraid to take Mary, into your your wife, into your home, for it is through the Holy Spirit that this child has been conceived in her. She will bear a son, and you are to name him Jesus, because he will save his people from their sins. In the name of the Father, and of the Son, and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Welcome to a New York Catholic Conversation. My name is Deacon John Catalano, and I'm joined as always by my good friend, my pal from Rockville Center in New York. That's Frank Alasia. Frank, how are you doing today?
1: I'm doing fine. How's everything, Deacon?
0: Everything's great. Um, I'm, I'm upbeat about this topic tonight. It's the patron of the universal church, that's St. Joseph himself. And yes. it was 150 years ago that Pius IX, right around Vatican I, uh, named him as the patron of the universal church. Now, 150 years later, Francis himself has dedicated this year to St. Joseph. It's the year of St. Joseph. Now we need Joseph more than ever for what he is and what he represents, this patron and protector of the church. And there will be dedications and prayers and consecrations throughout the world and in the Archdiocese. In fact, Cardinal Dolan will consecrate the Archdiocese of New York to St. Joseph on March 19th is the solemnity of St. Joseph. So why all the excitement about St. Joseph, Frank?
1: Well, St. Joseph is the most powerful intercessor um, next to the Blessed Mother. Uh, that no honor or dignity is higher than that of St. Joseph, and it was said by the saints that he possessed uh, all the virtues to a perfect degree. He had perfect control over his passion. So Joseph is uh, somebody that we should absolutely look to and is, and is very often overlooked because um, of the power of the Blessed Mother.
0: Yeah, those virtues of St. Joseph that you mentioned, those were reflected on by the saints and by the theologians over the centuries. They would infer from the little we knew about him. All we knew was that he was betrothed to Mary, he was a carpenter, he was a just man, and he was the son of Joseph from the house of David. That's all was written about him, and then, of course, the dreams. But uh, just from that, we a litany, a list of these virtues and qualities began to be developed and then, and the and the first couple of them are most obvious. He was told what to do in a dream, and he and he did it. That's obedience. And then he took the child and Mary
1: from Nazareth to Egypt, and that's courage and protection, right? Right. He did. You know, Joseph did his duty in a very quiet way. He was he was really a strong protector who served his family. I mean that that's what he did, uh, and it's it's a great example for us fathers today. Well, you mentioned that uh, the the protector of the family, he's also one of the other qualities is
0: he's the glory of domestic life and the pillar of families. Those are valid. What was it like in Nazareth when he's there, he's the carpenter, Jesus is his son and Mary the wife. I'll bet you just to start off with that, I think that, I mean, somebody had to lead the prayer in the evening. I'll bet it was the father, Joseph, is leading him in the Psalms and in the prayers.
1: What do you say? Without question. And you know, as, as important as Mary is, as Jesus's mother, it's very important that a father is present. because Jesus is male. And Jesus needed a father to teach him what it is to be a man. And only a father can do this for his son. So, you know, how did, how did Jesus learn to work? He learned by watching his father in the carpenter shop. How did he learn to pray and acquire the manners of a gentleman? He learned all these things from his father, St. Joseph.
0: Yeah. You know, I went to grammar school in the, uh, in St. Christopher's in Baldwin, you know, where that is. Right. Uh, and the, the sisters of St. Joseph, the Josephites taught us there. They always had this dedication and reverence, uh, uh, around Joseph when we, they walk us, the kids into the church, they would, he would, they, uh, they bow quietly, uh, before the statue and say a silent prayer. Uh, you know, they would always point out, of course, the presence of Joseph in the nativity scene and so forth. They, they always pointed out that Joseph was there for everything. He was there at the birth. He was also there when the, the shepherds arrived and when the wise men arrived. He was there in the presentation uh, at the temple. And when the old man Simeon said to her, and a sword will pierce your heart, he didn't say that to Joseph, interestingly enough. But, you know, be, you mentioned the fatherhood aspect, how important that is for us all. Uh, Pope Francis says in the apostolic letter that he issued about this being a father means introducing children to life and reality, not holding them back, being overproductive or possessive, but rather making them capable of deciding for themselves, enjoying freedom and exploring new possibilities. And one more thing, he's also called most chaste. That's a title, it's not simply a sign of his affection, but a summation of an attitude that is the opposite of possessiveness.
1: Yeah. I mean, as a child, you know, it's a father's job to make sure that their children are protected and safe and that their role has a profound impact on the kids. I mean, in in this day and age, I, I see a real crisis uh, of fatherhood. And, and that's it, it, a void, uh, you know, that needs to be filled. You know, men aren't willing to... Uh, sacrifice and be protectors and to serve their wives and children. And I think that, that that the other thing is, you know, the kind of the modern family, right? The redefinition of marriage causes that breakdown. And once you break down the family, yeah, you know, uh, society soon follows behind that. So we have to really man up as men and be fathers and be good examples to our children. Yeah. You know, all of these qualities and virtues that we talk about, they
0: have they are now been formed into a litany, a list of prayers of qualities. And we repeat it over and over. It's, it's the litany to St. Joseph. It, it, it evolved over centuries, but Pius Tenth was the one who in 1909 said, yes, this is a this is an acceptable prayer. It's part of our church and our part of our liturgy. Of prayer voice, it's a good idea to do. You and I have done it, right? So it's thirty-three days long. So each day there's a reflection about one of these qualities: courage, and faithfulness, and patience, and and so forth. And it's a it's a valuable thing to do. And then you repeat the whole litany each day in prayer, right?
1: Right. And it, one of the one of the things in in the litany is terror of demons, and the reasons for that is the devil hates humility. And there's nobody more humble than uh, than St. Joseph. And one of the other things, going back to the nuns in, at St. Christopher and Baldwin, they knew what we didn't, they they knew what, what you kids didn't know, we didn't know at that time. And St. Teresa of Avila says it best. She says that, you know, there, there are saints that you pray to for certain situations, but St. Joseph is prayed and the most powerful over all situations and he never let her down in any situation in her life so yeah. you know we really have to look and really pay more attention to saint joseph and you listen in doing that litany that that
0: that retreat together i mean there's there's still stuff that we learned that i i don't think i ever really realized one thing in particular is it's known that having died in the arms of jesus and mary according to catholic tradition He is considered the model of the pious believer who receives grace at the moment of death. In other words, he
1: is the patron of a happy death. Right, because we want to experience a death similar to St. Joseph, a holy and happy death. Because, look, we know that, you know, remember, one day you will die. And that is to to die with Jesus and Mary. There's there's nothing better than that,
0: right? Right. I mean holy mary mother of god pray for us sinners now and at the hour of our death and at the hour of his death she was with him as was the lord
1: Amen. yes yes and we talked about the 30 day, uh, 33 day consecration we've both done it uh to saint joseph it takes about 15 minutes a day and i'd recommend it to anybody i mean it's think of all the 15 minute slots in the day that we waste um and i i think you'll definitely see a change in your prayer life, your spiritual life, it's another thing maybe, um, maybe that we can do that you can do during Lent. But I know you you loved it. You recommended it to me, and I did it. You know.
0: I'm still doing it, and uh, I'm looking forward to the solemnity of Saint Joseph on March 19th, Frank. I'll see yeah. you then. And uh, folks, don't forget to like us, follow us, and send us an email at a n y. Catholic Conversation at gmail.com. A-N-Y, Catholic Conversation at gmail.com. I love you a lot, Frank. Take care.
1: I'll see you later. You too. Take care, Deacon.